Well, you heard the babong, which means it's time for another Netflix quote-unquote original. And I'm just going to stay up front. I did read that this movie was acquired after the fact. So Netflix is just snatching up stuff and putting their brand on it. Uh, they distribute. So November of 2017, they required the distribution rights and then released it in June of 2018. So they turned it around in like eight months. Onto their platform. I wonder what that, why it takes so long. I don't know. To put their logo on the front of it. Right. I'm sure I, there's sure. like legalities they have to go through and blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, today we're talking about the 2018 film Tau. 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 T A U. Boy, we're just on a roll with like these three letter. I was thinking that when you like when I movies, first saw your man. list of like movies we were gonna watch, I'm like, was that your premise? Nope. Was three letter titles. I, I was trying to do sci fi ish, like under their what they classify as sci fi, and it just so happens those were the first four I thought we should do, and uh, here we go. You know, in ancient times, Tau was used as a symbol for life or resurrection. You think that has any significance to this movie? Because I, I did so. read that Tau is just the initials of our main character. Right. Which I didn't realize either, but I don't freaking care. Well, the AI. Yeah, the it's AI. Just the name for the AI. Well, it's the name of the AI, but it's the uh, it's the initials of the guy's full name. Oh, I did not know that. I was in. I saw it briefly. I can't get. I don't remember what it was, but you saw like a magazine of like his full name of Thomas, whatever, whatever. Oh, and that was Tao. So, okay. Uh, neither here nor there, I guess, because we're talking about Tao. I like that. Yeah. Uh, director Frederico de Alessandro. Now, this guy seems fairly interesting. So he has got. Two writer credits, three director credits, including this movie. The two prior are labeled as short. So we got short. And he wrote the two besides Tao. He just directed Tao. But this guy has got art department credits of 38. And this dude is deep in with Marvel for doing animatronic supervision or storyboard artist. I mean, we're going back to stuff like, uh, let's see here, I Am Legend, Chronicles of Narnia, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man's, Captain Marvel, uh, Bad Boys for Life, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the newest Spider-Man, an untitled Star Trek sequel for 2023 where he's a storyboard artist. So this guy is big in like the art department. Hmm. I don't know how all of a sudden he is getting a movie. Granted, this is a small movie where you're dealing with very small cast. Essentially, one actor and sometimes two. So I just found it interesting that this guy from an art department is in a movie. That Uh, is cool. That yeah, yeah, he's able to make that transition. So we're starring uh, Micah Monroe. Uh, Her biggest thing is probably It Follows. You ever see It Follows? About the uh, sexually transmitted. thing that comes after you and kills you if you don't that. have sex to sex oh, to get rid of right. it right you have to have sex to pass I, it on I, uh, oh the, i think i have seen that the sex ghost that std movie yep right yeah uh, me of that. gary uh. old man is the voice of tau ed oh. Stirin is alex 
you know this guy is the bad guy from a Deadpool, which you're owing about Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that was Gary Oldman. That's Gary Oldman. So, I mean, you got at least one high caliber who just lends his voice to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed, I mean, Deadpool as the bad guy and a couple other things. Uh, Micah Monroe, a fairly newcomer probably to the scene for the most part, I would yeah. say. Let's see here. Basic synopsis. A, a woman trapped inside a sadistic genius's smart house must somehow get past the advanced artificial intelligence guarding her. Pretty on point. Pretty on point. It's probably more accurate than uh, some of these yeah. that we have done. It's quick when to it's, the point. Yeah, she is trapped in a smart house. End of story. End of discussion. Uh, let's see here. Tao, did you like it? Yes, I did. Um, but I would say that was in comparison to the Titans. So I don't know if that's necessarily a fair uh, assessment, but I would say overall I enjoyed enough aspects of it. Yeah, how about you? It was all right. Uh, just before we go any quicker, I, I got to mention that uh, one of the producers is David S. Goyer, and he's fairly big also, especially when it comes to comic book movies. He's writer, director, producer, and a lot of these like Blade 2, Blade Trinity, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Terminator Dark Fate, Hellraiser, that's apparently coming down the line. A uh, bunch of producer credits that are kind of in that same vein. Uh, TV, some video game stuff. Like He's kind of big, I'm going to say like kind of in that comic book arena of movies, much right. like the director. So it's kind of interesting. Again, you've got somebody who doesn't really direct a full-scale movie. Granted, this thing clocks in still an hour and a half. But you've got a couple decent actors and at least a fairly well-known producer on your side. So that's kind of impressive. I mean, when you lay out all of that, it makes sense why the movie flows and looks and feels the way it does. I could have done. Be- they could have done better on the CGI. Yes. But again, I feel like that's a budgeting issue. Just real quick, this movie is very, it's pretty basic. Yeah. What is the core message of this movie? Because we had that problem with the Titan. Uh-huh. What is this movie trying to say? When it, credits start rolling, you're walking away going, oh, well, hmm, maybe home AI is bad. Or are we looking at the uh, I, the for- issues of our of our bad guy here, the way he trains this AI? as like a captive. What are we saying? I I got the feeling of like a humanitarian story. Uh how? With the way that she was able to somehow tap into Tao's humani- humanity even though it's AI. It was very emotional help. for an AI. Yes, and for one that's not connected to the internet. Yes. But is sentient. So is it I, though? That's what they claim. I mean, that's what he claims, and I would, I would agree. Like it is portrayed as sentient, but without any actual like access to knowledge. It is not connected to the web. Hmm. Its only access to knowledge is whatever Alex allows it to have. So Alex appar- apparently kidnaps these people who are kind of down and out. Yeah, they're nobodies in the society. Our main lady here. God, what is her name? Alex? No, Julia. So Julia lives in... I kind of got off on this movie right off the bat when she's standing in her kitchen in this 
open concept apartment, and he's able to get the drop on her. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, well, we could we could have stayed just a little bit different. Outside would have been better because there's one scene before she gets to her apartment where she's walking down this alley, and a van turns into him. It's like, oh, we're going to get a van kidnapping. Right. So I was kind of not a fan of that. I'm not a fan that Alex is doing this. I kind of wish he had a an accomplice or somebody that's... Just a hired man, yeah. yeah. Somebody who's seedy enough and then... Right. I don't know. And an expert of, of yeah, kidnapping. Yeah. So he kidnaps these people and then he implants a chip into the base of their skull. Yeah. That does what? It... <laughs> Yep, it's, I'm waiting. <laughs> it is used as part of it, his experiment in order to collect data based on stimuli that ultimately well, does something. Well, this synopsis is telling me that it's collecting Julia's neuroactivity for an AI project. So he's trying to advance AI. I would argue Tau is pretty freaking advanced. Yeah, exactly. It's sentient. I mean, what else do you need? Well, and does he control the uh, murder bot? Yeah. Ares. Ares? Yeah. So Tau is Ares. No. No? Tau controls Ares. But Ares isn't sentient. No. Ares is a part of Tau. That's why... That was the whole premise behind when when, uh, Tau is getting shocked by Alex getting uh it is uh oh. its code erased aries would shut down okay because tau is controlling aries okay. but aries only does whatever tau programs it to do or tells it to do and this movie allows for a lot to need to happen in this movie to allow this movie to happen yeah so she's able to fairly quickly after this is implanted snag some scissors in the operating room mhm i always I've seen this a lot in movies and shows, it seems, lately, is people, sleight of hand is really good. You know what I mean? It's like they're grabbing stuff. They're going through. They know how to, like, do the movements to grab stuff as they're being reapprehended, and it's not noticed. It's like, it's like the normal culture now. It's like, oh, everybody's pickpocket, essentially. And I'm like... Wait, you're not? Yeah, I have no oh, sleight of hand well, skills. Maybe you should practice stealing candy bars at the grocery store. Oh, that is a good idea. Maybe you should just start being a klepto. Well, just anytime you come up to somebody, just make it a goal to take something off of them without them noticing. Oh, that's how we're introduced to this character, too. Well, huh? she, is a, got... she is a klepto. Oh, well, it establishes sleight no, of hand right away. I forgot. I forgot. That's that because... Is her, that is her basis. She is a thief. It, that why, yeah. That's why she's able to do it. Oh, I'm an idiot. No, you're not her an idiot. Op- it's because... opening scene. It's because her opening and... scene is like maybe two minutes, and then we're thrust into this weird... Into this world that's completely different. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, then it's a prison. I never have any time to really absorb what she no. is or where she comes from, which no. is the whole point. But also, I forgot that, yeah, she was dropping off her loot. And they said, steal better stuff next time if you want more money. She got like, what, six bucks at, bucks at the pawn shop or yeah. whatever the hell for stealing. Yeah, so once she's in this prison with two others, this guy's got a real elaborate like basement prison slash yeah. lab. The whole, the whole house is decked out. Yeah, so she's able to tie bits of the pants from her and another person to these scissors, hook it around this gas line. It reminded me of The Rock. Remember the scene of The Rock when he's like 
throwing like the bed linen hook to something and try to pull the right lever. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, this is just the rock. So she's able to pull this gas line and it ignites and it blows a hole so they can get out. They start going through the house and this robot borderline transformer. It looks like a piece of art. Oh yeah. Transforms into a a murder bot and kills the two people. And then she's rescued because he, Alex shows up. Is that right? That sounds right. He stops Aries. He stops Aries from killing her. And then he, she's just in the house. Well, she negotiates with him. Well, I guess he doesn't have a prison, so I guess the best thing is to tie her up in the foyer to... Well, technically, he could have... Well, that... so as soon as I watch this, my first thought is, and I obviously the answer is you couldn't have a movie if, if they did this correctly, but why do captors never secure their captees effectively? Why do they always allow them to be free enough that they can, like, move around and do stuff and get free and cause trouble. And, you know, it's pretty easy to just bind hands so they can't like do stuff behind their back, blindfold them, throw a hood over so they can't see anything, you know, put something in their mouth so they can't make noise. Well, he did, he did that. And I have like in this movie, cause no, when did he do that? When she was she in the bathroom. Yeah. When she was stuck in the bathroom, when he was getting the delivery of stuff to redo his lab, She's stuck in the bathroom, like tied to something, but she can easily put her face close enough to, right, pull the mouth thing down well, that's earlier. What I'm saying. But the bathroom is soundproof. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is right there. Why didn't he secure her hands behind her back? Like, it's always in front of their. Body. Well, he needed to tie her to something because then she could just walk out the door. You can always ho- hog tie people, and then I they guess. then they literally don't aren't even attached anything, but they can't do anything really. They can well, kind of roll around. Well, we don't get much into Alex except that he works a lot. He has a deadline for a new AI. Yeah, he's like, like a tech genius. Yeah, Tao is his personal butler who has kind of these hover drones that clean the whole oh, house for him. The hover drones were so sweet. I, I really like those I things. mean, th- they they clean up all the blood from the dead bodies. They remove the dead bodies. They apparently cook his food. And Tao is just basically... A butler, yes. In this giant house with one person. So, so one thing about Tao is represented in the movie as essentially an eye in a triangle. Doesn't that remind you of the triangle on top of the pyramid on the dollar bill? Never thought of that. That's the one thought I had. I feel like that's the same thing. Hmm. I I don't think there's. I don't think they thought about it as meaning anything. You don't think so? I don't know, man. When it's sometimes I mean, it's just the, a coincidence. The robot of... is named Ares. That's 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 a <sighs> what does that mean? Egyptian god. Is it Egyptian or is it Greek? I thought Ares was Greek. Well, there is. Oh, really? We're gonna have differences you of need mythologies to, now. You need to. Oh, you look. son of a bitch! Well, I was going with Egyptian because of the pyramids, which is Egyptian. Greeks never had pyramids like that. Well, I mean, there again, if you got right? Tau was like an ancient. Well, that's the other um, thing. Is Tao an ancient god of some kind? Well, it says that there was like... Uh, I don't remember. I have to go back and look. Uh, let's see here. What can I find on... Ares is a sign of the Zodiac. It's an astrological astrological sign. How do you spell it, though? A-R-I-E-S? That's the thing. I don't know. I assume there's different spellings for stuff, but I don't know. It's the Ram. I don't know. I... I so we're looking for something in deeper meaning of what this we'll is. We'll see, just seeing if there's an Aries god. 
Uh, I don't know. that. I mean, we're talking about a movie that is... They could be doing deeping, deeper meeting oh stuff. I don't know. Are we just going to crack this thing <laughs> wide open today? Of uh... it's the, Oh, it's the, the, the Great God of War. Yeah. Boom. From which... Uh, Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. Greece. Okay. He represented the distasteful aspects of brutal warfare and slaughter. Ares was never very popular. Yeah, okay, whatever. So th- I guess it makes sense that the, the robot is bot. the killer. So this guy's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, yeah. So he's... He made all of these things. Okay. His entire house alarm that lights up and changes the entire ambiance color, true. the lighting. Go into Zen mode and calm Right. Down. Well, yeah, calm mode for when he starts going psycho. The red alert when something's gone wrong. So is this guy almost like a Dexter in some ways? Like he's smart enough to he's cover up his crimes genius. and know, yeah. and it's all for under his. the guise of scientific improvement. Well, it's all for his... Uh, yeah, yeah, his uh, advancement of the no for him robotics. for him. You know, it's all about his like success. Well, he's not getting pleasure out of it though, right? He is. He is getting pleasure out of the success. Out of the success, but I mean, he's viewing these people he's not, as he's not. He's less not, than human. As just pawns, yes. I I never got yeah. the premise that he was enjoying the actual act. He was not getting like pleasure out of like actually like whatever experimenting on them. Yeah, and the way he tortures Tao of like erasing some of him and like threatening, like I will just end you. And Tao, I felt was more of just like his raw emotion. Apparently, he this dude just like goes into a blind rage. Yeah, it's true. So this movie is called Tao. So we're led to believe this is the main character of this movie, and I don't think you would know that until you started watching it. That it is just a house AI. So the thrust of this movie is Julia is there against her will, and Alex is getting all this information. She's like one of the few, if only, successful test subjects for this. But she is left in the hands of Tao to make sure she completes the activities. Yes. But Julia is able to rationalize with him and saying, like, I have a name. Like, I'm not subject three. Right. And then Tao's like, oh, well, I have a name also, so am I a person? And then we get into this whole thing of, well, what does it mean to be a person? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean? Because he's like, well, I can do things, Well, and apparently he can feel pain and has emotions. Well, that's the other thing I was having trouble with, too. It's like, so, like, whenever we've been been presented with the idea of AI becoming self-aware... They realize that humans are the problem and need to be eliminated. <laughs> um, and so I s- understand that from this movie of Alex to maintain control, there is no outside stimuli. There is no access to outside information. So this this uh, this Tao is essentially operating like a captured child. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if it's necessarily letting this thing become self-aware enough to take over the world. I think it's that become self-aware enough of what's going on in the house is wrong. Right. He doesn't know any different, so this is the norm. Well, until Julia's like, no, like, there are things outside of your walls. Because he even brings up the, th- the Tao's like, well, don't you, aren't you supposed to obey your creator, even though they hurt you? She's like, I have a creator. I don't obey them because they did hurt me. And he's like, oh, well, interesting. Right. So he doesn't know any different. So we have this tale of lady changes robots. Hearts. Heart and, heart and mind. Heart and mind. 
Well, the other thing too is the idea that AI has a set of ethics and morals, which to me does not make sense because that is a truly human thing, which is the whole reason why robots and AI is able to just streamline and be efficient is because it's never issued. That's never an issue is ethics and morals. And essentially this movie is saying that that is definitely a component of this AI. It has morals and ethics. Or maybe it doesn't, but then towards the end of the movie, then it does or something. That was my take. Another thing when I say it's got to have allowances is there's one point where he, Alex leaves his uh, tablet on the couch and Julia uses it and Tao helps her. But apparently she leaves a fingerprint behind and not once is Alex like, why did you touch my thing? Like, he's more fixated on, hey, Tao, you are supposed to clean anything, like, right clean. away. Yeah. And because you didn't, the punishment is I delete part of your code code or what makes you you. Which is so weird because literally when he erases everything and essentially resets Tao, Tao is right back to like where we were introduced essentially. Yeah. Like he's kind of isn't much to Tao, which is exactly what I would want in a house AI. Like it's not overly complicated because it doesn't need to be. Your job is to obey me and to clean the house and cook food. Hey Alexa, clean the house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Send out. We're not there yet. Are we? Send out the nanobots. They're not nanos, dude. They're just these weird droney looking things. That's what they call them. Nanobots. Well, do they call them nanobots? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, a drone does save the day at the end. So this guy rigs his freaking house to explode. Yeah, self. Uh, oh boy, self destruct re- mode. Real psycho there. Yeah. Well, so Tao just frees up like a bunch of information to becomes a. Hey, I'll read you these books about stuff you like, so that you can understand humanity better and music better. But in exchange, you're going to explain to me what's upstairs, how to get out of here, what's going on. And basically, Tao changes his mind and ends up lying for her and saving her life at the end. Man, let's well, Alex die, kind of. So I guess that's the whole premise behind the sentient being, right? Is that it's able to make choices. Even though, based on what we know about AI and computers right now, it's all dictated by how it's programmed. But I guess that's another thing too is sentient that's taking the premise of how algorithms work and they learn and self-teach and progress. I don't know yeah. enough about computers to really Well, why don't you know more about computers right? is what I'm trying to figure out with you, boy. Boy, I just don't Mistake. understand your problem with this. Mistake. Yeah, I Can I ask you a question? I'm yeah. not trying to be like uh Well, I'm going to say sexist. I don't try to be sexist. <laughs> Does this movie still work if you were to swap the roles? What if you had a crazy female inventor who has a male captive who is also trying to, and let's go a step, okay, and keep Tao as a male? Does it still work, or do you have, or can you change those roles of like it's a male captive talking to a female AI because there's well, a little bit of sexuality thrust or what's well, terrible phrasing there <laughs> injected put into this movie yeah, penetrated. Of, just, <laughs> oh my god of 
at some point she kind of tries to seduce Alex yeah. and then knifes him. But is Tao more receptive because it's her, or would he be receptive to anybody who's in this position and that's, shows that's a very kindness? good question because again it comes down to programming. It depends on how Alex programmed Tao. Obviously okay. gave Tao a male voice, and obviously AIs are not gendered, but they can be given, I would assume, different parameters. But at the same time, sexuality is not a part, so I would think that it wouldn't matter at all. It's just a voice, just like on our phones. That's true. You can choose your voice. It doesn't matter what it well, sounds like, I, but it's still the same I AI. Guess, I guess I'm thinking of the dynamics of a movie when you have an attractive female lead in this situation because i think as the viewer you're also like well well you're sympathetic a, towards her because she's female are you or that's what i'm yeah. saying like in our could society, this movie have are. worked vice versa on those roles no. or you had two males it, of like it depends it depends I, I on the know. type so i would say it depends on the dynamic and also the actors that are playing them because if sam you, worthington is the captive <laughs> trying to talk to tau Got who, it. Who is the Alex's position? Uh, we can keep Alex. Or do you keep Alex or do you make it a female? Well, I was going to say, if we're going to swap, are we going to swap both Ooh, or just one? I mean, we could keep Alex. Uh, okay. Sam Worthington for sure. As the captive. As the captive. The captor let's keep, is. Let's keep Ed as the as the captive. and let's ha Or if we wanted to make this a female role, we could use. Oh, I We doing somebody strong and psychotic? Like a uh, Jane Lynch. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anybody who's like. Um, I was thinking, I, uh, what's her face from Fast and Furious? Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, yes. You do that, or like a. Uh, I think she's brutish enough that she'd work in that role. Tough. Or like a uh, Sigourney Weaver type. Yeah, she maybe work not necessarily like evil, evil genius. I mean, type. she's kind of uh, done it before, but it'd be a very. I mean, you got Gary Oldman doing this. Yeah. I don't know. I just no, but it, but that's what I'm saying. Like these roles have to be filled with certain archetypes that you believe. Like I feel like the the captor has to be strong enough, and the captee has to be weak enough to be believable. That's and true. And it's just emphasized with their generals because that's the thing about Alex. Yeah, he's a tech nerd, but he works out all the time. He's ripped. He's not weak. You know, he's not this weak noodle <laughs> nerd guy he's very regimented in his everyday in, in life everyday life eats very healthy yeah works out regularly apparently like he's oh yeah we did see scheduled. a weight room huh decked out weight room. yeah we did he's, see the weight he's room very huh? very scheduled like okay. he's very uh type what is that type a brain or whatever yeah um and then she is an attractive woman but she's also petite she's not a big honking like amazonian type or something <laughs> She's no Scandinavian girl oh coming down here from Norway. You know? Oh wow! Well, it's true. Like I don't know. she's not like six foot, six five coming down here. I yeah, okay. You know, because you would think she would overpower. Well, have more capacity to overpower than, you know. Well, she is smart. She's got her wits about her for she sure. She is very the smart. She's yeah. in. Because she intelligence overcomes. She tells you know later like she's pretty much abused. I mean, we see it in flashbacks where she's pretty much abused as a child physically and you know so i guess they do mention somewhere in here like her trauma is what's allowing this thing to work better than what it's been right and i'm kind of like well that's just a weird thing to throw into this mix of trauma but i don't know is it because well also is it, is it because he's so traumatic like what was his upbringing like that he's got this psychotic mentality and this house that does his bidding 
I mean, it's it's well, weird the it's weird the personality that Tao has because at some point she calls him like a murder bot, and once he kind of understands like what's going to happen to her or what he's been doing to the others, he gets really pissed off. Like, don't call me that. Like, I am not. I didn't know. Right. I was just I, following I orders, yeah, sir. I don't murder. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so did Alex program you do this? Like, how are you? I guess you don't know right from wrong, especially if you haven't had the outside world and your only experience to humans is, is Alex. And you really don't have, this is probably his first interaction with a test subject. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so he's super confused because yeah, he just, Ares just goes out and killed those people because they're essentially intruders. Right. They weren't supposed so, to be there. They were eliminated. So does Tao know what's going on in the basement then? I would assume not. You don't think so? I mean, based on this, like, if if Tao is aware, Tao is aware based on what Alex programmed him to understand, I guess. Because it seemed like this basement was kind of off to the side. And it wasn't really, it clearly wasn't highly regulated. It The, the bars were electrified. But as far as I know, there's no cameras, there's no monitors, there's no sensors, there's no guns, there's no lasers. It is literally that electrified... Bars, right so and then there is for for whatever reason like that boiler or whatever that was yeah the gas line that's all i can remember from that is alex way too trusting of tau because not once does alex go back and like check the footage as long as oh right as long as she gets the he, like the assigned tasks done like that's part of their deal you do the task i'll make sure you have food clothes and you can shower but she eventually finds out that implant has to be taken out and it's more than likely going to kill it's her. And that's like her. the selling point of Tao is like, yeah, you like what you're doing, but whenever he deletes pieces of you, like that's what's going to happen to me when he takes this thing out. How do you feel about that? And he's like, oh, well, maybe I, I don't like that. I like you enough. And he's the bad guy. <laughs> right. And it's an interesting... I do like the premise, but it also... I. When you when you actually break it down, like it's ah, that's the thing. It's like it's literally talking about things that don't exist yet. So then, therefore, you should be able to allow yourself to consume it. With okay. and, and what I'm running into right now is is this conflict of exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, this AI is feeling. Well, AI can't. They they have an inability to feel. They don't have emotions. It's AI. Oh, but apparently this thing this, does, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. This movie is in the future. It's different. It's fantasy. It's 2025. That, that, yeah. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's coming around, right around the it's corner. already here. But with that, it's like, well, if that's the case, if that's the premise of the movie and that's the what is possible, then yeah, this is a very interesting thing when you take this thing that is capable because it is brand new. Apparently this is his pet project. It isn't released to anything. It's not known to anybody else but Alex because he's some super genius. He's developed yeah. this thing that's able to do these things. It's very interesting to have it then when it's introduced to this test subject, which again, why Alex doesn't just like, uh, if all she's doing is puzzles, doesn't require her to speak, why is she not bound and gagged? And like, here, use your finger and do your puzzle. Well, that's what he threatens her with, too, of like, well, I will just tie you down and I will put a screen in front of your face. How long before you get bored will you just start doing these? Just do them. And it's like, Why would you just not do that? Excellent. Well, it goes back to why does she have to do them? Because is everything in her, 
like does her brain need stimulation to do the proper things for the chip? Like the chip yes. is just is the chip Gathering. learning what it means to be human to put it into AI? I I, I, am I not guess sure I was not sure on exactly the project is. It just needs to create. It just needs to gather data that's created through the stimulation of the brain. There were so many times I thought she would stumble upon of like an a an android of her that had all of her memories or she was yeah like she was becoming something as opposed to i'm gathering data to make a better ai and i'm still like tau is actually very advanced like it feels pain it has emotion what more are you trying to accomplish yeah it wants to learn it rations because it's i we yeah, get I don't a, i don't know we either. eventually get a ticking clock that he needs to have his shit together within two weeks well, so that's she's the been thing. there for weeks well that's the other thing too they he keeps having those conference calls with these people from this company yeah. that he's supposed to present them with why something. she doesn't start yelling or run into that room now i don't understand but there's also not clarification of what he's presenting because he won't reveal what he's doing he's just like i need more time well it's a big surprise yeah, and they're like well the military is giving us money like we need like uh, is he making an army of androids like what is he doing right Be- I don't, does everybody I don't have an aries or is that just his i think that's because just his. dude if you've got an aries you can sell that shit <laughs> to the military and well, be just fine. the nanobots dude if you had a swarm oh, well, of yeah. nanobots they can just go and like laser beam everything exactly like it's just weird that so this small. movie doesn't have I think I like it though. I I like that it's so random. Like it's it's got so many open ended questions, but not to the point where it doesn't allow the movie to flow. You say it nanobots like you can't see them. This thing is like the size of like. No, I'm saying nanobots is. I'm pretty sure that's what they called them was nanobots. I think they were just. Uh, well, I, when you say nanobot, I think something you, borderline you microscopic. You should. I think of like that's a little. Technically, what they. That that is correct, but right. in, I'm pretty sure in the movie that's what well, they call them. Because just... I had wrote down in my notes like, "Oh, that's a cool flying sphere," and then they said it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nanobots." Okay, if you call it, I don't care what you call it. <laughs> I'm just saying when you say nanobot, I think it's something itty bitty going into bloodstreams or something. Exactly, because that's right. really what they should be. That's what. They... <laughs> but that's not what we're showing. Not in the future. I... They get bigger in the future. <laughs> I I guess I I go back to this movie has to have allowances for it to happen. And once you really look at it, the movie doesn't exist because unless he's doing something more devious with these people, this movie kind of falls flat because you brought up great points. Well, why shouldn't she just tied up all the time? Yeah. If all the, and again, I I don't know what he's needing from her that these puzzles accomplish that. It's like you're saying too, it's, it, throws in the element of human like the human element if you will of she is able to bring out the humanity of not only Tao but Alex as well negotiating with Alex when literally she has nothing to play he has no reason why he needs to negotiate with her at all the manipulation with Tao that's great it's curious it wants to learn it's being exposed to brand new things. She has wealth and knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Is that I what, like that dynamic. Is that what this movie is trying to say is sometimes it's easier to rationalize with an uh, unknowing AI as opposed to a human who Genius. has these, you know, yeah, who is, who is what it is. I, I guess. I mean, you bring up, I guess, I guess she did kind of rationalize with him for 
some of the stuff, but I will still go back and argue. What if it was another male? Would he be so receptive to, oh, oh. yeah, sure, I'll let you have almost well, free reign of the house? Well, that's another question, too. I never got confirmation that Alex was, like, actually into Julia. I never knew. Well, she I says never got... with the seduction scene, like, I've seen the way you look. I mean, it's like, well, it's because some of the stuff that was bought for were kind of provocative, but he didn't, he says he didn't pick them out. Because that is true. He's like, he I does. went, I went to a store. This is what they got. And not to be sorry like... about, sorry, the underwear, but I didn't want to seem prudish by right. saying anything. So they're kind of like, they're the sexy underwear. Cause I didn't want to say, Oh he's... no, no, no. And he's doing it in like a normal manner versus somebody that say like, so there's some sexuality like, to his decisions. That you are bit. right. He is definitely being hinted that he is interested in Julia. So with a male, if he is straight, then this would not work. Fair enough. Unless just, he was, I don't know. That's the other thing too. They're throwing in an element of sexuality when they don't have to, but they're doing it because it's necessary for the movie to work. And it could have been worse. I mean, he could have had nudity and sex for sure they could have yeah not... they could have had a bunch of boobs yeah hey tao i'm going to show you what uh sex is like yeah this is what it's like to be human but they don't do that they I... keep it pretty classy really i yeah honestly i mean there's very little gore also i i think maybe we're touching on something that isn't maybe slapping in the face during this and that is she's able better to i don't want to say manipulate but uh, reach an AI as opposed to a fellow human being, and maybe there's something to be said there of how we treat one another. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe there's just a better way to do that because the reason that she's there is kind of convoluted, and then the rest of the plot's just kind of, well, we want to say it's easier to talk to an AI as opposed to a psychotic human. How do we create this scenario? Right. Oh, it's just a, it's just a basic kidnapping almost with... And now she's under house arrest. Like, it's kind of basic at its core, but right. I, I want to walk away thinking, well, what did this Well, what did you anything? walk away from it feeling? What were your feelings at the end? The only thought I had was towards the end when Tao gives her a way out and she's taken it. And instead of Alex, like, walking around trying to find her, he just straight up starts deleting Tao. And she comes back for him. I was kind of like, okay, well, we're establishing that she has an emotional connection and an an allegiance to him. Right. And I put myself in that scenario. What would I leave that behind or would I go back and save? Because when she goes back, you know, it's like, well, who's he asks who's Julia? And I was like, I don't know who Julia. What are you talking about? Clarify. And so he's faking that, right? That's my understanding. Because, I mean, later he does help her escape. Right. So I guess like I, I walk away from this movie going, if I was in a situation, how much do I value an AI that helped me? Right. What What is their emotional or what is their humanity worth to me? And I guess I come down on, I would have left. Well, that was my exact thought too. When she was leaving, I'd be like, man, I kind of feel bad, but it's also AI, so I'm out. Well, and at any point, he could have used Ares to... Well, no, because you said Ares gets... Shut down when he's getting deleted. Yeah, when he when yeah, Tao is being deleted. Yeah, uh, Ares gets offline. And maybe it's easier, you know. You we live in a world where there's bullying and there's rudeness, and sometimes it's easier just to dive into your 
devices and maybe well, that's what it this totally is, kind of is. Saying too, I, like, I, it's probably poignant on uh, the way our society works right now that's why everybody's so disconnected because it's just easier to engage with this artificial i don't know man piece are, of are electronics we give, are we giving this a deeper meaning than uh probably <laughs> definitely oh boy i just this movie is okay considering what we've watched so far it's yes. it's it's definitely small in scope because most a chunk of this movie is a person talking to an AI and it's nothing new. I mean, you can go back to 2001, a space odyssey. That's what's happening in some of that. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I think Tom Hanks even has a new movie where he's talking with an Android or has an Android friend. Like it's not a new idea. No, this one tries to reinvent it a little bit. I just don't know if we're sure that it actually worked out the way you think it would, but it's neither here nor there. Because we watched it and... I thought it was yeah exactly what you're saying. Uh, just go continuation of that. Like I thought it was a nice use of their idea. I thought the execution was decent. They, they made the movie. There was decent flow to it. They kept it simple, which I think was the way to go. Because if they would have tried to like touch on a bunch of points or like make it more than it really could have been, it would have totally tanked it. But they kept it simple kept it like the focus of the movie of like this connection between julia and tao and i think i don't know it worked it, i for me it was a decent watch you know it was it was worth the watch i didn't feel like regret after i was done <laughs> which is a nice change yeah i think for these first four of like quote unquote sci-fis this is probably my favorite it's easily digestible i yeah, easy to i digest. i would like to see her in more action roles maybe I think she's kind of a good up-and-comer. I guess we'll see what yeah, happens to I'd her. Yeah, I'd be curious as well. But, I mean, she kind of played this role decent, especially when yeah. kind of like the physicality of it wasn't terrible. But, again, you're looking at a movie that is low-budget, not much going on. So I would like to see what she does, you know, from here on out. I mean, mm-hmm. the the other main guy, he's already doing stuff. And then you got Gary Oldman. So she's kind of the only one out of these this cast they're like well let's see what happens yeah so let's see what happens uh let's see uh some user reviews uh let's see here one out of ten abysmal come on is this the state of films nowadays this is already sounding familiar (laughs) the impersonal house traps some chick while this idiot that lives there comes back every day there is no point to it Oh, that house has cleaned while you were away? Boring. <laughs> Where are the movies like the Saw series? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is boring. I want more Saw movies. Wow, really? Holy like, it wasn't our last cast that they talked about. Well, how is it Saw movies can get a seven rating? This guy's like, no, I want more Saw. Yeah. Oh, wow. We Saws gotta... never get boring. Oh, and it says, long live Trump. No, it doesn't <laughs> say that. It doesn't say that. No political views on this podcast. I'm just reading what's there, and I'm just making a joke because that's how one ended last yeah. time. <laughs> Trump's America for you. Oh, my God, it is just wow. stupid. Uh, another bad one. Really bad movie. This film's annoying. Why would a super rich and super intelligent and handsome scientist keep a woman captive in a super high-tech house just in order to see if an implanted chip can do what? Torture her with electricity? What a shocker. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, I see what you did there. 
why not spend all this money on weaponizing her? What? Ooh, okay. Why? Well, I, that goes back to my thing of like, I thought she was going to be an A. Like, I thought he was like reproducing her somehow or I don't know. Weaponize her. Sure, whatever. I don't know. Uh, weaponizing her so she can punish Netflix for producing trash. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you want a Terminator? Touché. You want a Terminator esque thing to go that in only there? Only goes after Netflix. <laughs> wow! 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 Good um, idea. That is a good question too. With the premise of having AI and having this human and using the technology to create. What are they called androids? Half human, half machines. Something, yeah. Like, why isn't Tao and like her That'd like some nice... doing some like mind meld and like? Well, they... if he's gonna be yeah, Doctor Frankenstein, or yeah, Doctor Frankenstein, yeah. Mister Hyde. Like, why doesn't he? That's because Netflix hasn't made it yet. It's probably on the works. It's gonna be the same Ta- start of this. Tao too. It's gonna be freaking abduction, mad scientist genius. And you're like, oh, I've seen this before, and it's like, no, <laughs> it's this. New, this is it's literally an android. Yeah. Uh, this is a ten out of ten. Titled, loved it. If you want an action movie, pick something else. I love it when reviewers are always like writing the review of the opposite of what the movie is, and say, this is not what it is. So go pick something else. Yeah. Okay. Everything can't be constant action, which starts to bore me to death. I thought the acting was very good, and the story was a fresh take on an AI movie. Okay. I mean, the acting was not bad, I guess, and it's a different take enough. It was. Uh, There was enough suspense for me, and I was enchanted with the AI. Enchanted. Enchanted. I mean... Uh, It's Gary Oldman. Yeah, how could you not enjoy some Gary Oldman? (laughs) The lead actress was an admirable character. Admirable? Admirable character. Sure. I was hooked on it from beginning to end. Good story, but maybe the heavy duty sci-fi crowd won't like it. I don't know. I- <laughs> I'd agree. I'd what, say, what, what I'd constitutes say, a heavy duty sci-fi? I would say somebody is really looking for a sci-fi movie to push the bounds. This is not it. It was pretty. This was pretty vanilla. It was. It was palatable. Mm-hmm. I could watch it, but I wasn't enthralled. And that's, I think, what he's getting at is somebody that's looking for a real, like, sci-fi movie that's that's really, like, I don't know. Well, grabbing yeah. you. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is not it. Okay. This is not it. Uh, just one more 10 out of 10 amazing sci-fi film. I wasn't sure what to think of this film before seeing it, but I found the idea of this movie amazing. And how Tao grew and learned through Julia to become good and start questioning what he was doing. This made me almost cry at points and maybe jump at one point. Seriously exceeded my expectations, and I can't wait to see this again. That is an excellent thing. I will not go back and revisit any one of these four movies we we did a podcast on, including Tao. True. None of these are like, ooh, that deserves a rewatch. Like, I just don't care. Can you name any kind of genre of sci-fi, whether you want to talk about AI, alien, do you have anything that you go back to that well? Like you like a, a certain genre. Well, like a movie, like you'll re- watch over and over. Like no matter what. Like for me, I'll go watch back and watch at least Alien and Aliens like once a year to every two years. Oh, like I, that's kind like of my consistently. Sti- like I liked iRobot enough to where ooh, I'd watch that again. I don't. I enjoyed that. Rewatching that, but none of these movies. Oh, definitely not. Do not have the magnitude. I would say I would go back and watch Prometheus again. 
I enjoyed that <laughs> I, along with Aliens. Like, if we're sticking with this sci-fi genre, yeah, iRobot, I'd watch that again. Like, I'm, ones that really are, they do it in such a way the delivery for me really captivates you and gets you thinking and, like, sucks you into that world. Like, yeah, I'm in. And granted, that's no, it, it isn't a particular, like, formula that does that. It's purely based on the movie. Like, there's some movies I know that aren't that great, but I find them super entertaining. Yeah. So well, I'm just like, yeah. okay, cool. That's like, I'm in. I don't care what other people The guilty think. pleasure movies. Exactly. No, I get that. I just, I always, I, I ask myself the question sometimes during these viewings of, okay, well, what if you had another X amount of million dollars to do this? What if you got a writer who's got more than three credits and had like legit work? Same with a producer, same with a director, even sometimes some of these actors. Does this make the premise of the movie any better or is it still kind of junk? I don't think it changed. <sighs> I don't know. Because if you- having a, a much better actor that takes the role and morphs it into whatever their vision of the character is could change the entire premise of the movie. Well, uh, that's far. That's a reach. Not the entire premise, but it could gr- drastically improve the movie. The other part, too, is once you start throwing money into a movie, it changes what the studio decides. Well, All of a sudden, they're jumping in yeah. and wanting to do stuff because there's enough money at stake. I mean, if we look at look at these four movies in this little grouping, I would have to say Anon has the best caliber of actors with uh, Amanda Seyfried and Clive Owen. Right. But even now, like you do not have Clive Owen at his peak. No. Amanda Seyfried, I think, kind of hits her high and low points. Like she's one of those I, I know movies she's in, but there are triple the amount that I don't know what that she's in them. Right. Because I just I don't know. She's she's notable, but she isn't like a, yes. a headliner. Yeah. yeah. And then you get Sam Worthington in the last mm. one, and you're like, okay, well, we're not. I I don't know if he ever had a pinnacle. And then you have this movie where your main guy is just doing a voiceover. Right. Nobody on screen has hit a pinnacle in their career, as far as I know. Right. So that's why I say, if you had more money on this, would you even have a higher caliber actor looking at these at all? No, I would say based on the script alone, there's not enough there. I would. Well, say if you got a different, very much. If mean. you've got a different script writer or somebody to do a, a treatment on the script with the name, do do you change who you can draw into I, this? I would say that's that's the other part of it too it's so complex i don't know what actually goes in when say a studio agrees to buy a script how much manipulation is done based on how much money they're willing to throw into it and, and how many names or the caliber names are able to get onto it you know what i mean i feel like i feel like if you have enough support behind a script by the end of it the script doesn't even resemble the screenplay you know what i mean yeah, and you know, I say that I, I I asked this question already, having kind of an answer in my mind, uh-huh. and my what I go, what I think of is Bruce Willis. Yeah, dude, this guy had a peak for a decade plus, probably of making pretty good movies. Oh yeah, and then you have something called Cosmic Sin that comes out in twenty twenty one, and I I want like, what is he doing? This goes back to the question, if you had higher caliber of anything, does it make the movie better? I need to go watch Cosmic Sin and see if I can. Uh, Frank Grillo and Bruce Willis. In what looks like to be a low-budget sci-fi movie. Is Bruce Willis at that point in his career where he's just taking dog shit, low-budget films? 
Because if that's the case, he's half-assing it. And he's been accused of that over a while now. Oh, absolutely. Of he's been skating his... for a while. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Survive the Game 21. Have you ever heard? I never heard no. of that movie till just now. No. I, I To me, the last Bruce Willis movie that comes to mind is... Didn't they do like another Die Hard or something with his daughter or something? Was he they, in that? They did a Die Hard. I'm looking at his filmography. He's got uh, a Data ex- Die... Another Die Hard, apparently in 22. Uh, another movie, Breach. It looks like a sci-fi movie from 2020. I would say the last movie that really rings a bell for me is the Expendable movies that he was in, right? Yeah. and Those are the most recent. Yeah. And they weren't, the Expendables weren't good, but. And he wasn't in those very for very long anyway. No, I would say for me, probably, I don't even know. I can't even recall. Red? I would think oh, I would yeah, say Red. Red Red Two was the last one. Oh, Glass! He was in. <gasps> he was in Glass. That's, I mean, did I, I see Glass? I don't know. You I tell can't you tell me. <laughs> you don't remember? I saw it on an airplane. Very forgettable for some reason. I don't know. A- I, I love the premise. When I saw the the preview, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be sweet." But again, it's it's the same case of they waited way too long to do it. Well, M, M. Night's one of those directors we probably need to hit eventually at some point. But I'm not. I'd be down for that. I'm not into it right away because no. But I, I, you know, just my original point was even if you have all the money, apparently it doesn't matter because you can still get somebody like Clive Owen to do a lower budget movie. You can get a 66 year old Bruce Willis all of a sudden <laughs> to do a low budget movie. And by all accounts, maybe he just doesn't need to be acting i don't know he he might be to the point of his career where he's just doing it for, for fun or maybe he's a nick cage situation and he needs money <laughs> you know maybe who knows who knows I, it's just an interesting question to ask when you have a low budget does elevating any well, part of that i would say it really depends help. on you as an actor because i feel like if you're like an act a true actor that is you know focus on the craft mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the caliber of the movie is. You're doing it for the sake of acting. Well, and also has to have a good director who knows what they want out of you too. Cause I mean, right. Right. I, like when we talked to uh, Willie's adventure land, I'm Hey Nick, you're going to say nothing. Like it's all facial and just straight up acting. Can you handle it? Sure. That's what, that's my bread I mean, that's, and butter. Right that's there. all they, yeah, that's all they wanted. <laughs> like, but you're talking about a guy who can go from zero to cage. Yeah. And then back to zero. Yeah. So, I in, mean, it's no time. Yeah. And I just I think to me it's an interesting question of what do you do if you were to elevate any part of the production process of any aspect of it do you elevate the movie and I I would say it, there's a lot of factors and yes and no yeah because you can do a terrible movie with high caliber actors yeah absolutely and I know uh, there's one I'm thinking of that I can't think of it as black and white <laughs> something to do with mutants that had like Thomas Jane and a bunch of other people in it and it just I watched it going, wow, this is what these people are doing now, huh? The the last black and white movie I saw was, it was that comic one. The last movie? Yeah, black and white movie, Sin City. That's what it was. Oh, boy, you went back a long way to Sin City. Well, that's the last black and white movie I saw. Mutant was, Chronicles. Oh, definitely never heard of that. From 2008. Well, we might have to talk, cover this movie sometime. Who the hell is in this movie? Thomas Jane. Ron Perlman, Thomas Jane, John Malkovich. What? Well, those are the top three that I can see rough. But about. still, yeah. that's that's pretty decent cast. So that's all oh. I'm saying. There's just it's just it the movies are an interesting 
thing because they can be bad, they can be good. So many factors are going to determine that. So right. good luck making a There's good one. There's so many variables. But yeah, I will never revisit any of these first four Netflix nope. ones that we talked about. So Definitely not. Yeah, if Netflix puts it on when you do like their uh, put something on for me option, I would right. choose something else besides this movie. Netflix roulette. <laughs> I've never actually tried that before. Whenever well, I see that, I'm yeah. like, no, I just need to try harder. I'll find something. Well, yeah, because you know what you'll get. You'll get a movie with the yeah. Netflix stamp on it, and you'll end up watching one of these four. Be like, that was a complete waste. That was an hour and a half gone. All right, Jake, I think we covered it. Nice. Uh, Tau, probably the best, but not the greatest of these movies. You can find something better. Yeah, but, but if you're really bored and just can't think of anything and are thinking of uh, some sci-fi like that's what would tickle your funny bone, I'd give it a watch. Tickle that (laughs) funny bone. All right. Later. Not in comedy, though.